Over the course of suffering from autoimmune disease issues for the last decade, I've had to leave behind a lot about expectation, about my ideas of what it meant for my job, my marriage, my children, my life, my purpose. Yet, one unwavering beacon I've had to guide me throughout the darkness of this journey has been my faith in God and the Holy Spirit. Believing in his promises, trusting he will catch me if only I can trust myself enough to jump when he calls, answer when he beckons me to serve, and empty out fully, breaking apart my jar of clay to be made new. I know I'm not perfect and I can never earn my grace, so only through my surrender am I contented. And I use this light of awareness to bring my mindfulness into every aspect of daily life. Now, I recognize that I'm uniquely prepared for this historic time. So I've chosen to share that walk in this podcast right here, Mitten Made Mindfulness. And more recently on my weekday virtual classes on Zoom. Today, I invite you in to sit with me and my good friend, Chris, as we discuss addiction, some of the issues surrounding it, and what steps you can do to take a hold of your life and bring back control to you. This is Mary Alice. You're listening to Mitten Made Mindfulness. Thanks so much for joining me. Stay tuned. Hi, Chris. Hello. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Thanks for being with me today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I wanted to talk to you today about um, addiction in our community, especially with um, with women and some of the sensitivities, um, some some of the sensitivities that come with that with our gentler sex. <laughs> um, oh, well, my my husband wouldn't say I'm the gentler one, but that's okay. <laughs> I might that's agree I, with it. That's why I keep coming back. <laughs> grace, grace, yes. So what's been on my heart uh, lately and why I wanted to talk to you today and sort of tap some of that wonderful wisdom you have is um, during this particular time of crisis, we find ourselves in and these little micro chasms of our home environment um, kind of smushed all together at once. Um, Maybe people are finding themselves uh, reaching for something to help numb out uh, some of these really strong or painful emotions that they're feeling and maybe recognizing for the first time that there's maybe a pattern uh, that they're not comfortable with to Mm -hmm. the use of some substances. Sure. Sure. Well, let me start off by saying um, that I have been very blessed to be able to have 33 years of continuous sobriety. That being said, um, I'm also not a professional. Um, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a medical doctor, but I am part of a 12-step program that I 
sometimes cling to as if my life depended on it because it does and other times can walk a little you know more freely but anyways so anything that i talk about will be from my perspective and my experience i'm not speaking for any 12-step program so i just want to make that clear first of all i appreciate that um what uh what is you would just ask me that question the thought that popped into my head is as much as today's day, what we're dealing with can seem like a prison, it doesn't even remotely touch the prison I created for myself with my addiction. Now, I don't, I hope that makes t- sense to somebody, but in today, because I work 12 steps, I, and because I've been through a lot and have learned, it's like money in the bank. It's like the longer you stay sober, it doesn't give you a guarantee you won't drink. But it just gives you a little more uh, references to pull from. Oh, I went through that 12 years ago and I got through it, you know. So Mm -hmm. that's the point that I'm coming from. For new people, that squirrel cage where they're in, they're out, they're in, they're out, they're in, they're out. That squirrel cage, I remember to this day. And again, that's the prison I'm talking about I was in when I finally recognized by the grace of God that I was either, I'm either going to continue to drink and die, or I'm just going to end it myself. I mean, I truly was at this dark spot where it was one or the other. Like I could not continue to go on with drinking. I knew that, but the thought of not drinking scared the bejesus out of me. So coming from a family history of this disease, um, and it is a genetic So if anybody is new or questioning, if you have any kind of addiction in your family, I don't care if it's alcohol or drugs. I mean, my, I am an alcoholic. Um, But if there's a a lineage in your, in your family history and you think you have a problem, you probably do. Um, (laughs) And if you don't, because I've actually known a lot of people who both their parents were not alcoholics, but the longer they stayed sober and the more they delved into it, oh, lo and behold, their grandpa was. Or Mm. so for new people, it's not so much that you might have had an active addict or alcoholic in your life, in your house. Doesn't mean that the people who were raising you or living with you weren't influenced by that behavior. So it it can get really, it can get really complicated, but I want to try and bring it back in and keep it really simple. (laughs) If you think you have a problem, you do. Yeah. So seek out what you can. Um because right now you can't go to AA meetings in person, which could actually be your saving grace. (laughs) Um, But at the same time, there is help. I do not want somebody to think, oh, but you don't understand me. Oh, but I'm not technically, oh, oh." now there's a way. Where there's a will, there's a way. And this disease, if you're new, will try and convince you every which way but Tuesday why you can't go into a meeting online. Yeah. So you got to be mindful of that. Yes, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. All those things that that you were talking about, all of that creating, creating space, um, the prison of our minds, um, listening to that small voice inside of your head. That's those are all building on what I've been talking about in in my in my podcast. Um, so it's it's just connects back to to what we've been talking about here in this space. Um, so those are just some great connections I'd like to make 
back for our listeners here, um, for anybody who's been following along along with us here, um, creating some space, like you said, the 33 years of that great space that you've got to fall uh, fall back on um, so that you don't have that reactivity between an event and reaching uh, for something to to numb it out. You've got some time there, you know, now with that history between cause and event, exactly what happens if you do pick up oh, absolutely. as opposed to if you do not. Yeah. Cause that's the other thing too. The more education you get on this, again, I'm not an educator, but you'll learn a lot around these tables. And <laughs> I know, I believe in my heart. I know in my core being that for me to pick up today, I'd be dead. My disease hasn't stopped, even though I haven't been pouring alcohol on it. I'm 33 years further into my alcoholism. So when I do, and and don't think it doesn't happen, it does. Every time I hear of somebody that had 22 years and relapsed or 32 years or someone longer than me, I mean, that resonates with me. So I don't care if you only have two months and you hear about somebody who had four months that went out, it still resonates because it's real. The shit's real. Sorry, I swore. (laughs) I hope you can edit that out. No, you're good. We've got we've got the explicit uh, little e at okay. the top of it just okay. in case that happens. We we keep it real here. Yeah. That's, that's part of the experience. Well, it is. I, I trust me. I know that um, this disease wants me dead, yeah. and it loves to take hostages. And that's what's so painful when you see the families that are left behind of someone who just thought they could do it one more time. And the wreckage that that creates, but at the same time, and I know this might sound callous, when I see that and it's senseless, especially if somebody's young and they were vibrant and they were, you know, I've said to a number of young ladies in the program that you're going to make a pretty corpse. I mean, you know, they, it seems they have the, you know, everything going for them. Um, but they just couldn't hold on that extra five minutes. And I, yeah. in these cliches that you hear around the program, you know, don't, don't stop five minutes before the miracle happens. Um, you know, dear God, help me in my disbelief. Uh, you just, you know, none of the stuff that I say is original. It was mm. all shared with me and sometimes sounded like they were speaking a foreign language, but eventually it starts to sink in because there is a second step in our program besides the first one where you have to, you know, <laughs> came to believe, you know, um, the first step admitted we were powerless over alcohol and that our lives had become unmanageable. I could admit that for probably two to three years before I finally quit. I just didn't want to accept it. And there is a difference because in my yeah. mind, I thought accepting this meant I liked it. I accept this gift, you know, that if I accepted Mm. something and I did not want to accept it, I wanted to be the unique one. I wanted to be the (laughs) one that was going to be different. Oh, maybe for you, but not for me. Oh, if only you'd grown up how I did, you know, you just, we just, Mm. the disease wants us and and tells us that we're the, the exception to the rule. And that's the lie. You're unique. That's the lie. And different. Absolutely. And that's the lie that keeps you in. And so cutting through a lot of the minutia to finally get to really what you start to, the bare bones. If I drink again today, I'm going to die. And um, I, you know, now I'm, now I'm starting to ramble. So <laughs> when, when... Well, well, no, no, I appreciate all of all, everything, everything that you're sharing, but 
but what you are saying, following, following these ideas, following that, that drink or that use to the nth degree, all the way to death's door or where, where it's going to get you. Um, I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of that, of following any idea or choice um, all the way to the nth degree, not just to this instant gratification, but uh, if I satisfy this desire right now, uh, w- what is it that I really desire? Asking myself, what is it this want that I that I really want? Is it if I'm emotional right now? Is it am I really hungry? What is this desire? Is it love that I really want right now? Do I want attention? What is it? What is that? To ask yourself that deeper question of what is it that you really that need or that want or that desire inside that you're really looking uh, to fulfill instead of just slapping a Band-Aid on top and starting to look at some of those deeper patterns like you talked about. Maybe it's not obvious that there was a parent uh, chugging or, or knocked down drunk in front of you every night, but maybe there was just extreme codependent relationships in your family. Uh, Maybe there was a lot of dysfunction um, and just those kind of patterns that went on. And you are continuing that um, where there was those sort of dry drunk sort of things going on. Um, So no, everything that you're saying is, is, um, is, is very, very applicable, very applicable here. Well, we're just trying to give people perspective to sort of look inside some of these things and and uh, if you're recognizing any of this stuff in you, um, just just where to start. And if you could maybe give us some some resources or ideas. I know um, you talked about Zoom and that there are classes online. Um, have you had any experience with that? Or Absolutely. It's been actually a fun opportunity for us. Um, I have to also say that my husband's in recovery, which, you know, that helps. But sometimes, you know, I mean, we're still human. So, you know, we're still going through the whole, you know, separation, like you go to your end of the room and I'll go to my, you know, I mean, we're still two human Mm -hmm. beings. Um, It's just that Mm -hmm. we happen to have a recovery in common and and a spiritual life, which definitely helps. So I don't want to poo-poo for the new person again, because we started getting into some stuff like, you know, about, you know, family of origin and and a little bit. When you talked about desire, when you are in your addiction, it's gone beyond desire. So I just want to bring that up. It's a true Mm -hmm craving. It's a physical, Mm. mental, and emotional craving. So I don't want to poo-poo that because it takes on a life of its own. And the way it can talk to you can just be so cunning. So just know from our experience that that does pass. But you got to make the first step to seek out help because that's your lifeline. That's what you can possibly grab onto to get you through this one day at a time. And that's another thing that's been brought to my attention and me is that this whole quarantine thing has really gotten me back to living in just today because I can't look at tomorrow. You know, I just can't. And that's where that was the hardest thing for me to learn is to look at the fact that I'm not going to drink today, but I'm not going to drink tomorrow. You know, and, and but that's yeah. really where it starts is you have to just and, and it's look at the next hour, just the next oh, hour. Yeah. You know, you really have to keep yeah. bringing it back because fighting this psychic quirk that happens once once we cross the line just creates yeah. this beast. So, you know, you can get into the family stuff after. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but just for, for now. When that disease is calling to you and you are just scared shitless 
and you don't get on a Zoom. You can go to um, AA Central Office in New York or, or General Services Office. I think it's just aa.org. On there, yeah. there's a link that also takes you to online meetings. Um, my home groups have started online meetings, which is, so it's been an education for me with technology as well. Mm -hmm. But it's, mm -hmm. uh, we also went to a meeting in, it, that was being done in British Columbia, Vancouver. And that mm. was cool. Yeah, that's kind of the cool thing about this new online community is you might get to go outside of your home exactly group. because it's you never know when the when the student's ready the teacher appears, and trust me, uh, I can I like hear that. things from somebody who's got two days sober that will resonate with me that I just for whatever reason never picked on before. You never know who God's going to use to deliver the message. That's, I, that's very true. That's very true. We like to have our ears open and work on that act. Yeah. So as long as you stay willing, it's much. the first step. You just got to do yes. the first step and you can do zoom on yes. your phone. You don't, if you have the internet mm -hmm. on your phone, you don't have to have a computer. Um, mm -hmm. You can be completely yes, anonymous and you can just listen if you don't want to use your good video. Point. Good point. Yep. So there are ways, you know, so, people don't have to know. I just remember, I used to think, oh my God. You know, what if my neighbors see? It's like, well, you don't oh, think they worried yeah. about you when you were, you know, <laughs> cooking soup and taking it to their door at 10 o'clock at night that they didn't think you had an issue, or, you know. That holiday yeah. party where you were a little, <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Oh, so, yes. but, yes, you know, yes, that's yes. all the stuff that it, the disease uses to keep you away from the solution. So Absolutely. Isolated. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I so appreciate you joining me today. And I hope you will come back and delve a little deeper into some of these other things that we touched on, like the family parts, maybe go a little bit more into some of these virtual communities and, um, and definitely to talk a little bit more about the families, um, families around uh, addicts and, and maybe to reach out a little bit to, to our listeners there. Um, I'd like to come back and, and talk about that if you'd be would, interested in coming back and joining us. I would us. love to. Thanks for reaching out yeah, to we me. We would love to have you. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm, I'm sure everybody appreciates hearing from you today. So thank you so Absolutely. much. Absolutely. Thank you, Mary. I appreciate it. All right. You've been listening to Mitten Made Mindfulness. Thanks so much for joining me today. Take care of you and yours and join us back here next week where we'll follow up on this conversation with Chris, delving a little bit deeper into some of the subjects we discussed today. We'll see you next time. Until then, join me on my weekday mindfulness class on Zoom. Details on my website, rovingyoga.online. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Roving Yoga. See you next time.